Getting buckets, who gon' give us the player to get? Do you think it's gon' be another Cinderella story? Will we see your BP? Who gon' come out the East? Who deserves to be in the summer's more? You tuned in to the hottest sports podcast out. Sit back and enjoy. Always bringing you the hottest takes. Break it down so you can relate. From the preseason to the champs, come we cover everything. Get between. Got the airwaves on lock with the best analysts in the game. Put a brand podcast on. Turn it up and let the show begin. Welcome to a brand new season, a brand new episode of Feel the Burn, the hottest sports podcast out. I am the man with the plan, the host who does the most. My name is Prudencio Logan, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. Keith and Kanan Don. And man, we got Keith, we got Kanan the Don, excuse me. And first things first, we want to say... You know, life took over. Life took over. And uh, we took a little break. But here we are back again, giving you a full year's worth of content. That's the plan, at least. We got a big show planned. First, we're going to start off with the NFL. We have reached the end of the NFL season. We are recording right now during week 18. The 4 o'clock games are going on. Panthers, Bucks, Falcons, Saints. You guys, man, what y'all thought about this season? It was a very interesting season, to say the least, with all the COVID, you know, COVID uh, missed games and the newcomers on the scene. And it's just been an interesting season. Keenan, what you think? Man, it's been, it's been like you said, an interesting season. A lot of new names showed up this year, which was kind of surprising for me. I didn't think as many new names would show up as they did this season. Also, TJ Watt proved to y'all why he's getting paid where he's getting paid. You know, I had to put that out there. And lastly, <laughs> guess who just made the playoffs? You know, how long is the Chargers have the business today? Guess who win? They said everyone <laughs> going to do it. <laughs> Case? Yeah, there's a lot of new things that happened this year. Um, mac and cheese. What? Patriots? The Patriots are back in the playoffs. One year, and that's all it took. I know the world hates it, but it's okay to be mad. We just got to sit here. Maybe maybe Bill Belichick will receive his credit for the amount of work and preparation that he puts in. And, um, you know, they were this close to becoming the number one seed. Things And things would have felt a little different. They had a really good chance to be the number one seed with a rookie quarterback. Um, looking forward to it, going to the playoff. Uh, yeah, not as many sophomore slumps as I thought, but we'll get into that a little later, though. Yeah, man, as far as me, I don't want to be the only team left out that doesn't make the playoffs. <laughs> so if it has to come down to a tie, Mr. Steelers, <laughs> I hope it happens. Because <laughs> the, Chargers, the Chargers are getting in, man. Raiders got no chance today. No chance at all. No chance. Chargers season, the Chargers season has been filled with ups and downs. 
We have the worst run defense I've ever seen in my life. It's terrible. But we make it up on offense. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But then we have quite rare offensive slumps, and we just – this team is just so Charger-like. It's even with the spirit of Phillip Rivers. Even with Phillip Rivers gone, the Chargers still charge on. <laughs> so what y'all what, – what y'all want to start with, man? The superlatives or the Washington football team? Let's get the negative out the way and go to the positives. All right, so we'll start with a little bit of negativity. The Washington football team is back in the national eye for all the wrong reasons. This past game when they played the Eagles, fans were trying to get Jalen Hurts' attention, and it seems like this rundown stadium just keeps on running down, and those fans just fell right off the bleachers, right into Jalen Jalen Hurts' lap, basically. Almost fell right on Jalen Hurts. Um, just bad luck, I think. This is bad luck because it seems that, you know, Jalen Hurts, he wrote this uh, he wrote this letter out to the team, and the fans – well, the team said that they gave immediate medical attention to those fans. And the fans came out on social media and said that that was a load of crap. And they were basically told to get the F off the field. So, Keenan, what do you think about the Washington football team with everything that's going on? Yeah. It's just the way the way them their stand broke down, it told you about their franchise as a whole. It's just a broke down franchise to me. Um, they gotta they gotta do something about their stadium. They gotta do something about their team as a whole. They just, I mean, <laughs> the stadium is a it symbolizes what the team is. Just broke down, trying to hold it together with duct tape. That's all it is. That's what I saw. Um, they gotta do better, man. They need to do some renovations. They see, cause if Jalen Hurst would have got seriously injured from that, which could have happened, would have been it'd have been bigger news. I think nationally. Keith, do you think with the new name on the way, supposedly coming in February, that this would be a chance for this franchise to have a new start away from the Redskins, away from the dreaded, from becoming the Washington football team? Like that's that was a football, that was an NFL team, the Washington football team. I think it. Um, I think them. It will be a new start. I think it's time to, as even a whole, we need to be able to understand that. Things have to change. And now while this was a something that could have been avoided, them changing their name is the start of a new branding process that I think that the Washington football team, as of now, they currently need. Um, just if I was one of those fans, I don't think I would have got up. That's that's number one. I wouldn't have got up. Um, oh, my bad. You know, something, something would have happened. But, um, yeah, I think it was – Definitely the first step to a new branding. You get a new name, you get a new mascot. I'm not saying that we need to forget what their name was, but it definitely needs to say, hey, we understand what it used to represent, and that's not what we're about, so we need to move forward in a positive direction. And I think that uh, once this new name comes about, hopefully they can continue to make positive strides uh, in terms of the media and, you know, go forward from there. Start the 2022 off right. Starting 22 off, 2022 off right. The final candidates for the names for the Washington football team are the Armada, the Presidents, the Brigade, 
the Red Hawks, the Commanders, the Red Wolves, the Defenders, and the football team. What do y'all think? The, what do y'all think the final name will be? So, wasn't you say Commanders or Red Wolves? I'm just let's just think from a like you know from a from an athlete standpoint. What something that could kind of put fear into your opponent? No offense to the government, but I don't want to be called the president. That's the that's the that might have been the worst one possible. Red Wolves. It's okay. It's better than the presidents. I don't think I want to be commander. The commanders either, though. I think I would prefer to be Red Wolves. I think I'm gonna roll with the uh, commanders, the Washington Commanders. It just fits the city. It's supposed to be a a staple of this country. The Washington Commanders, or give me the Washington Presidents. That yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna look at my schedule and see presidents. Nah. <laughs> Don't fit. Don't fit at all. What's the mascot going to be like? A big-headed George Washington? That's that's my point. What what, what is your mascot? We don't. That's that's horrible. You gonna put that on the side of a helmet? Yep. So we got no. Red Wolves from Keith. We got Commanders from me, Keenan. What you got? <laughs> Forget it. Kyle that sells the Armada. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Armada. The mascot gonna be an army guy. More than likely. While we playing, they might just keep the football team just like it is and just make the mascot of football. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie to you. They done made all these names, and then they just come out and say, you know what? We're just going to be the football team. Like, come on now. At least try. <laughs> <laughs> At least try to do something productive. Hey, man. Hopefully, there's a new horizon on the, on the come up for the Washington football team. But we'll transition <laughs> – into our NFL superlatives for this season. We got five awards that we came up with. The best quarterback, the non-quarterback MVP, the most electric player, the defensive captain, and the best new name. So first, we're going to start off with the best quarterback. And my vote for this pick is Aaron Rodgers. I think it's a uh, – I think that's the easiest pick on this list. He has been dominating this season, and while there has been other exceptional quarterback play, Brady, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, um, Dak, Aaron Rodgers has been a level above everybody else. So I think this has been a hands-down pick, best quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Keenan, who'd you have for this? Man, I'm with you for a change on this. Aaron Rodgers is the only pick you can possibly make. In my eyes, um, he's doing the thing, man. He's leading the NFC, leading Packers right now. Yeah. Sure, I can't see no, I don't see no other quarterback that's playing better. Keith, I'm going to go to the guy in, uh, in Jerry World, Dakota Prescott. Uh, we love Dak. <laughs> uh, 4,400 yards passing. He just broke the Cowboys' record last night with the most passing yards in the season, beating. Um, probably the second grade, third greatest Cowboy quarter behind Tony Romo. Um, 37 touchdowns this season. And if you see what he did this year versus when he was out even last year, um, while we thought at one point that Dallas Cowboys was given to feed Zeke, feed Zeke, um, you can definitely see that when four has the ball in his hands and four is underneath the center, that team can be very dangerous, especially with everything clicking and the defense going. So I'm going to go 
Dakota, Dak Prescott. We got two votes for Aaron Rodgers and a misled vote for Dak Prescott, who's definitely not the best quarterback this year. But we know how those Cowboys fans ride for their players. So see, now we got to get disrespectful. That ain't even all that even necessary. Now you a Cowboys fan? You showing your true colors? Oh, I'm a Patriots man. I'm just speaking facts. Everything I said was factual information. Would you would you want Dak for uh, for Mac Jones? Oh yeah, I would take Dak over Mac Jones. Let's 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 not get that twisted. The, yeah, I would take Dak over Mac Jones. No we'll question. Move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. I'm going to let you bask in your Cowboys glory. Next superlative we have up, non-quarterback MVP. This could be any other player in the league. It could be a kicker. It could be a defensive player. It could be a running back, a wide receiver. It could be anybody. Keenan, for your pick, who did you have? I have the man who I think is going to get the overall MVP, Jonathan Taylor, will be my pick. Um, he's leading the league in rushing. He's showing why he's he, he got the starting job there in Indy, man. He's one of the best backs in the league, if not the best back in the league. As he goes, that coach team go, as as you saw today um, against the Jaguars. They couldn't run the ball, and he couldn't really get going. So the coach team as a whole couldn't get points. They couldn't get going. So I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. Keith, who you got? I actually have Jonathan Taylor as well. And it's going to be this simple. They won all their games when he rushed for over 100 yards. All the games they lost, he did not reach 100 yards. If that, And especially in the way the game is played today, if that's not the definition of an MVP, then we just need to call the MVP a quarterback award and keep it pushing because there's no way – that is the definition of most valuable right there. I am going to have to agree here. We have a unanimous decision. Jonathan Taylor as the best – non-quarterback MVP. There were some other options, you know, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, TJ Watt, uh, Michael Parsons, really dominating this year. But I think I'm going to have to go with Jonathan Taylor. Like he said, they, when he rushed for 100, they won. When he didn't, they lost. And now he didn't run for 100 today. And now they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Well, they're not going to make the playoffs. So To Jacksonville. Right. So... You know, the Jaguars showed up to play today. They shut down uh, the Colts and made Carson Wentz make some mistakes. Didn't give Jonathan Taylor enough opportunities to get going. And look at his team. Not in the playoffs. While I don't think a team, a player whose team didn't make the playoffs will win the MVP, uh, he will be our non-quarterback MVP this season. Our third award, most electric player. Keys, we're gonna start with you. I'm gonna go number 17 in Green Bay, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams literally this season looked, felt unguardable. Had over 1,500 yards. He actually broke Jordy Nelson's record today against the Detroit Lions for most receiving yards in a uh, Packers season. Uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers has probably one of the best connections since. Uh, outside of Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison or, you know, something of that magnitude, even Matt Ryan and Julio before the injuries decided to come about. Um, you, you have to go Devontae Adams, no doubter. All right. My pick for most electric player is Cooper Cup. He is leading the league in receptions, receiving yards, uh, receiving touchdowns. The man is dominating this year. He has 21 plays this year of over 20 yards. He has eight plays over 40. 
The man has been a machine this year with Matthew Stafford back there throwing him the ball. Uh, and one thing has to be said for two of the best wide receiver seasons of all time, and their quarterback was Matthew Stafford. So Cooper sure. Cup is, you know, while we give some credit to Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup is going to be my pick for most electric player. Keenan, who you got? Uh, my most electric players is, is in the same division. I'm going to say Debo Samuel. Um, just like Cup, Debo, Debo Samuel's average more than 10 yards a catch, man. Not too many receivers can do that. He's really up in the 20 yards per reception range. Um, all with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Like, come on now. <laughs> Jimmy G's your quarterback, and you're still able to put up numbers after numbers every game. Um, and now also does he play receiver. He's doing it at running back as well. If that's not a detrifying, I mean, what it is. Every time he touches the ball, you know there's a big play is coming. Every time he touches the ball, you know there's a possibility he finna score a touchdown. So mine is Debo Samuels, hands down. Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. Those some big play guys, man. You can't really argue. Can't really go wrong with either one. Um, and I think on this next one, we got another unanimous decision. This next superlative is defensive captain. Keenan, we're going to let you start with this one. Man, y'all already know who it is. There's no long conversation. There's no argument this year. It is none other than number 90. Big, big pay Watt, TJ Watt. He's showing why he is the best Watt. He's showing us why he got all that money, man. TJ Watt is your, will be your defensive player of the year this year. I guarantee you. And he just tied the record for sacks. Keith, who you got? I have Michael Parton. No, I'm just playing. I have uh, TJ Watt as well. Uh, <laughs> TJ Watt played phenomenal this year. And Kenny, remind me, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he miss four games? Or yep. he missed a couple of games this season? So for him to have reached that milestone while missing multiple games this season, I don't see how you don't give it to anybody but TJ Watt. It has to be unanimous. Yeah. I had learned the hard way on Twitter because somebody had posted about T.J. Watt, and I was like, well, it's 17 games in the season, blah, blah, blah. But they made it known to me that he had missed so much time this year and still was able to put up those numbers. So T.J. Watt is my pick as well. Uh, we're going to show a little love to Trayvon Diggs. You know, he got 11 picks, but he began burnt. Right. So uh, while the picks are a plus – it got to be a lockdown corner. I think the best corner this year is J.C. Jackson. We'll move on, though. We'll move on. Well, wait, wait. Before we move on, I because I had that same thought watching, because everybody broke these records this week. Do you think the record should stay within 16 games, or you just have to accept, like, because, you know, everybody that played back this, well, I've like 17 games. I would have got blah, blah, blah. Like, the, the record would have been higher. Do you think it's fair to say, like, these players broke the record legitimately when they had an extra game? I mean, when the season was not 16 games and there was records, the records changed when the season moved up. So, I think naturally as the, as the uh, league progresses into the future, records will be broken just the, the – uh, the length of time in which they're broken may change a little. They may be getting broken a little faster. But, um, you know, 
the league changes and it changes it changed from when the league had a fewer games at 16 games now it's 17 games so I think uh I think the record should progress as long as the league continues to progress what about you Kenan so I agree with what he said, man. It's, I mean, you can't get mad at it, you know. Which we know that all the old heads are going to. We had this many games. We would have did it too. But like you, like we said already, TJ broke the record with 17 games, and he didn't even play all 17. So you can't That's put scary. that up. Yeah, that is scary. I imagine if he would have played all 17 games. Yeah, that's right. really scary. Right. Right, because if I remind you, we did go 6-2 and two every time he has actually played the full game. This year, so you can't get mad at that about the um the league increasing their games. It's meant for records to be broken. We can't be, you know, be them old heads that be, man. Come on, they getting this many amount of games. We played ten games back in my day. If I would have played that many games, I would have. No, you can't do this. So, like you said, the uh, like uh, Logan said, the record should continue to progress because as we get in the future, who knows? We might have eighteen games. <laughs> Oh, All right, <laughs> you got a got a little update touchdown. Tom Brady to Le'Veon Bell. Bucks taking ten seven lead over the Panthers. Our last superlative, best new name, and I said new name because it could be a rookie, it could be a player who just popped on the scene this year. Um, I'll start off. My best new name this year, Rasul Douglas, cornerback for the Green Bay Packers. The man was on the practice squad, practice squad week six, got called up. Now he's a Pro Bowl alternate. Not even a full season's worth of full season's worth of games that he made the Pro Bowl as an alternate. So uh, the Packers, you know, that, this was a huge pickup for them. They got Jair Alexander, and now they got uh, Douglas. And they're going into the playoffs, getting back the Ari back. I think uh, Rasul Douglas is the best new name this season. Keith, who do you think? Well, the person I'm going to say his new name will more than will easily be defensive rookie of the year. It got to be Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons um, gave the Dallas defense speed, athleticism, and versatility. And when you have a player that's able to give you all three in his first season. This is a guy that had 13 sacks. He had four forced fumbles, total of uh, like 84 tackles. Easily the most, you know, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of them. Because you can put him at linebacker, you can have him as a spy, especially with quarterback becoming even more athletic. You can be able to do so much with him. Has to be uh, Michael Parsons. So you got Rasul Douglas. We got Michael Parsons. Keenan, who are you picking? I'm going to go Jamar Chase. My highly rival Cincinnati Bengals, man. You can't you can't argue with the numbers, man. Jamar Chase, what they say, if it uh Jamar's down there somewhere, that's literally what it's been this year. Every time you see the ball going there, it looks like it's going to number one, and it looks like number one is make is getting a touchdown. Uh Jamar Chase is that guy. Um, I hate to see it because you know he is my rival, so that means I gotta deal with it for however long he stays in Cincinnati, hopefully. They do something like Bill O'Brien did to trade him away out west somewhere. <laughs> I'm hoping so, but Jamar Chase will be my number one. But and if I'm not mistaken, he just he broke the um Chad Johnson record today for franchise uh franchise leading receiving yards with the Bengals. So 
I'm going to be pretty play. close to beating Justin Jefferson's another LSU. He, broke, uh, he, he, he did break he it. Broke. Yeah. It was another record, too, he was close to breaking. I don't know if they took him at the game or not, though. Um, I didn't get to see if they took him at the game or not because I was locked in for the Steelers. But Jamar Chase, man, I'm telling you, that's a superstar right there. He's already a superstar in my eyes. Hey, man, some big new – some some good new names in the league this year. Some good. We forgot Kyle Pitts, uh, monster tight end. Oh, yeah. Best receiving threat for the Falcons. Um, There's so many good players this year. So many good players. Real interesting NFL season as it, as it comes to an end. We have the Chargers versus Raiders tonight. Sunday night football. Rolling with my Chargers. Keith, give me a quick pick. Chargers or Raiders? Due to your history, I'm going to go Raiders. Kenan, who you got? I'm going to Chargers. Gotta go I'm a fan of Justin Herbert. Got to go with my boats, man. Yeah. If you're a Raiders fan, wink, wink. I'm looking dead at you, Raiders fan. You'll watch this tomorrow, and you'll realize the Chargers have won. The Chargers are going to the playoffs. And sticking to Before LA. Wait, Logan, quick question. Would you really ever consider, like, let's say you're a head coach and it's your rival. Would you ever consider, like, you know what? Let's just stay healthy and tie so we both get in the playoffs. And whatever happens after that, fair game. Would you ever even consider that? Nah. Not okay, with the Ra- let's, let's go ahead and not, that out there. Not, not with the Raiders. I don't think it's any team. Like, how can you your competitive juices be like, let's tie? Yeah, let's, tie. Just go, let's just go out here and punt the ball for 60 minutes. Yeah. Waste everybody's time. Mm. I just had to get that out there. You kidding? Would you ever do that? No. They better not do that. I swear to God. <laughs> 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 The Chargers were in San Diego and San Di- they moved from San Diego to L.A. And that's our segue to start talking about the NBA and the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, like that. He thought he was five. You see how we got there? Got from the Chargers to the Lakers. We made it. The Lakers, they signed my grandfather. His brother, my uncle, uh, just about anybody who made an all-star game in their past, anybody who's been on a roll, been a role player for 10 years, Lakers made their way to call those guys. LeBron has been dominating. He's been dominating this season. It's really impressive. Personally, I think one thing that is holding this team back is the point guard, Russell Westbrook. The man, I don't know if he can win. I don't know if it's in his his veins to be a winner. He doesn't offer anything to this Lakers team, I don't think. Well, he does offer something. Let me start. Let me let me take that back. He offers something. He's electric. Right? Occasionally. When he's not missing dunks. When he's not blowing layups. Right? He's a good playmaker. When he's not turning the ball over. Right? He's a good scorer. When he's not breaking threes. Jeez. We are in January. 
you are a supposed Lakers fan. Was the Russell Westbrook trade a good trade? Yes. You can't pass up on a talent like Rich, but don't get me wrong. The turnovers have, have if he can able to cut the turnovers in half, he will be considered a way more efficient player. And he's been doing that as of lately. He hasn't been doing it as frequently, having, you know, a quadruple double, including 25 or 30% from the field. If he's just able to – that's the only thing you're literally asking him is not turn the ball over at an extreme rate. That is literally – everything else you've seen before. You know he's not the most efficient shooter. That's nothing brand new. But what you can't have is a team that turns the ball over at a high rate. That's literally his only job left to do. We are gonna we can live with you missing some threes, even a break dunk. I mean, it's just easy to it's just easy to to make fun of. But if if he's able to consistently cut down his turnovers, you will see a difference in the Lakers completely. It's just that simple. Keenan, can the Lakers win a championship this season with Russell Westbrook as their point guard? I believe they can. The problem for me in the Lakers is not Westbrook all the way. I'm blaming the coaching staff, and I'm blaming Anthony Davis, who can't stay healthy. You're supposed to be that guy. LeBron tried to be doing what he continued. Like, LeBron is still, what, averaging almost 30 points a game. He's still dominating at the age of 70. LeBron is still dominating, and they brought in Anthony Davis, who was supposed to be taking over that mantle as their guy on their team. If you bring in – if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, there's less turnovers in Westbrook than Westbrook giving you, if we being honest. Because they be having Westbrook out there with Carmelo, your granddaddy, like you said, and your uncle, and whoever else they want to call from back in the day. You had Anthony Davis have to get healthy, so I'm blaming Anthony Davis. If he can get healthy, maybe there's a chance for a championship. If he's not, nah. Not with just I don't, think, I don't think they will win a finals without Anthony Davis. And that's being as respectfully as it possibly can. Um, he's always had an injury issue. issue. It's always these freak injuries where, you know, he gets stepped on, gets his ankle rolled over, something of that magnitude. But the, literally the key is if Anthony Davis is in the lineup consistently and Anthony Davis get back to playing his style of basketball, and I mean less shots while he can take them, less shots, able to get him around the bucket and get these twos and that get to the foul line, this, that, and playing great defense, the Lakers have a great chance of getting back to the finals. But it will not be done without Anthony Davis on the court. He has to be healthy. Has to. We have a long NBA season ahead. Long, long NBA season ahead. And we'll focus a little bit more on the NBA. We just had to give you a little bit of basketball. Give you a little splash of basketball. Right? We'll focus on the NBA because right now it's still football season. It's still football season. Right? And we're going over to college football now. Moving away from the NBA. We talked about Westbrook a little bit. Had to give you a little dash of Westbrook. We're going to start with the negativity. Like he said, we'll finish with the finale. He's come out, Urban Meyer, Ohio State, that there was a presentation on what the players should and should not wear. 
and one of the titles was No Hoodies, right? And for the image that they used for the No Hoodies presentation was Trayvon Martin. And Urban Wire has, has come out from one of the players that this was the situation. And Urban Wire has come out and explained that he really has no idea how this happened. Right? And with everything that's been going on with Urban Meyer this season, you know, first hiring a coach who just got fired for an incident with Jacksonville, then bringing on, wow, me and Keenan loved them, hiring Tim Tebow. Uh, then allegedly kicking the player, Josh Lambeau kicked him. Right? Uh, then getting fired in the middle of his first season. And now it's come out that they use Trayvon Martin as an image for the No Hoodies presentation for the Ohio State football players. Is there any chance that Urban Meyer coaches again on any level? And should his future uh, achievement be be hurt by the things that have happened so far in his career. Whoever wants to start, go ahead, Kenan. I'll go last. Uh, he probably be coaching for a high school, become athletic director or something. This is about it. I can see um, NFL. It didn't work out at all with the show that was in Jacksonville. I guess. Um, and then now that with they're just coming out for Ohio State, I don't think a college won't want to bring them into their program, especially if it's a college that's trying to build a program as much, you know, when they're trying to hire a new coach, they're trying to create a new culture. Now you're going to be worried about things like this. Um, everybody probably want to coach again. To answer your other question, it's going to, it's going to damage any, like, future superiors um, he might have gotten as far as being in the College Football Hall of Fame or something like that, but it's gonna it's gonna damage his image. It's damaging his legacy, really. And I hate that for him because I was a fan of Evan Meyer, but yeah, he 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 done. He done. Peace. I have a completely opposite view of Keenan. Will he coach again? Yes. Why? He was a winner. He won every stop he was at. He won at Florida, he won at Ohio State. He was at Bowling Green, right? And he was very successful at Bowling Green. He will he, – I won't say he will get an immediate job, but I guarantee you when a Power 5 school comes calling and they need a coach, Urban Meyer will be a top three candidate for the job. I can almost guarantee it because of literally the fact he's won. They're going to hope that this rolls over, this goes over, and that there might be a conversation like, hey, would that particular incident that occurred would not be would, will not be tolerated. He will definitely get a coaching job again for the simple fact in college, and he will never get an NFL job again. That's that's done. Never in NFL. I agree with that. But because of his name, because of who he is one for, he will definitely get another job. Let one of these coaches at these prestigious schools get fired. I guarantee you somebody's going to ask the question, well, if he still is interested, what about Urban Meyer? I guarantee you this coming. 
that is like a 95% chance you will hear his name come up again in every coaching name, that every co coaching search that comes up. Because he can recruit. And when he has the best players and a really good team, he has a chance for your, your university, to be, university to be in the top four or top six, whatever it be in the future. So he'll be, he'll be a coach again. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bad look. Real bad look. It's just a long line of bad looks consecutively. So I think he needs to take some time out of the spotlight. And if the opportunity comes, it probably will. You'll probably see Urban Myers on Saturdays again. You definitely will. <clears throat> That's tough. Yeah. And and I think what was worse. What was worse about the situation is when he said that he had no knowledge. Or that was the first time he heard of that. What was worse is that I don't. I'm not calling him a liar. I'm just saying it is hard to believe that the head coach was had no idea that that was used in a presentation about team rules when you are the head honcho. If you help make the team rules, you know about a new hoodie. There's no way that it was not presented to you, okay, this is what we're giving the players. Even if he wasn't in the room, it's no way possible that he did not know. Or even after it, there's no way the players didn't mention, like, huh, you know, that was kind of – that was something. Like, you know, this is football is a majority African-American sport. It's no way kids saw that and said that's, that's normal. There's no way it wasn't a discussion in the locker room. Or brought to his attention. That is a hundred percent false. No way he didn't know that. I think that's the part that is more disappointing is that when you see the success he's had, provided by him saying he had no idea what was happening. That's not only the first incident. It was that, and then if you remember a couple of years ago, it was something about a head coach being hired, a head co an assistant coach had uh, something with the relationship with their wife or girlfriend or something like that, domestic abuse or something like that. So this isn't the first incident that's happened under Urban Meyer's watch. There's no way that he did not know that, though. It's, it's impossible. Most of those kids grew up or were old enough to know that particular incident. And so it's no way possible that, that he didn't know that. That saved face. It's just interesting news to come out this week, man. It sucks for Urban. Uh, hope he, you know, whatever the act is, I hope he gets together. Uh, yeah, so sticking to college football, we have reached the finale of the college football season. We have had so many great games this year. We have had the Georgia Bulldogs march their way to the SEC championship supposedly the best defense of all time and get crushed by the Alabama Crimson Tide. Again, in my face, misery. And I knew I knew last week when they played Michigan that Michigan didn't have a chance. Everybody was saying, oh, it's going to be a close game, going to be in the trenches, yada, yada, blase, blase. Michigan didn't compete with Georgia. And Georgia was on a mission. And I believe Georgia is still on a mission. We have the college football championship. Monday, January 10th. For you guys listening, it'll be today. It'll be today for you guys listening. I just want to see Georgia beat Alabama. 
And I'm going to give my expert pick, and I'm saying Georgia's going to beat Alabama. And here I am with that tone. That's my tone to it. Georgia's going to beat Alabama. That's all I got for you. I don't know how. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what type of plan we got up our sleeve. But tomorrow or today at 7 o'clock, we will be at Alabama. That's all I got for you. We will be giving you your college football championship prediction, starting off with Kananda Don. Brand new Georgia fan. Just dropped Florida. Uh, we appreciate the fanship, my brother. Uh, I'll get you a nice, nice Georgia Bulldog shirt for this uh, championship game. Precious Gators, terrible team. Too bad you'll never get to see them ever again in the national championship. Who's your pick? Georgia versus Alabama. I am not a Georgia fan, but I think Georgia's going to win. I honestly think I hate to bet against Nick Saban, which is something you don't do. I'm not a Georgia fan, Keith. I'm not. But I believe this is the best shot for Georgia to do. I love Georgia's defense. Their defense is, is there. Um, only reason I'm picking against Alabama, I'm going to blame the injuries. Um, their secondary is beat up. Their secondary was already suspect, but now they're beat up all the way. Um, we got a lot of injuries on their O-line now. And you can't have a lot of injuries on the O-line against a defense like Georgia. And then, no uh, John Mitchie. No, no Mitchie. I think that's going to hurt them. It's going to bite them in the butt so they can really focus on where well, they're supposed to focus on Jamison Williams. But, you know, you know Georgia might let you down on it. But I'm going to say Georgia by three. I'm going to give you Georgia by three. Hopefully it can happen for you, Logan. Georgia by three. Peace. I must say this, and I mean this with the utmost respect and love for both of you guys. One, Logan, I don't think in your heart and in your soul you think Georgia's going to win. I think you're rooting for Georgia, but I don't think in your soul and in your heart that you feel that y'all go win this game. You don't have to tell it on camera, but I know you. I don't feel in your heart. I don't think you feel it. Two, while Bama might be beat up, while they're missing Michi, I'm going to literally. I'm picking Alabama, and I want Georgia to win. However, if I had to put money on it, if I had to put bread on it, I'm picking Alabama. Why? I don't think I've seen in my lifetime Georgia beat Alabama. That's one. Two, college football is around the basis of who usually – the best team that has the best quarterback usually wins the highest – usually wins the championship, right? Yeah. Stetson Bennett, Bryce Young. You don't got to answer the question. We just, just say the name and that's the end of the discussion. <laughs> let's, get back to, let's get back to the trenches because, you know, as we always say, y'all are ACC guys. I was an ACC guy. The trenches is what made college football. Bama is just as talented, as physical as y'all are, banged up or not. I truly, in my heart, feel that Alabama will win this game. While it might be close, I don't think Stetson Bennett is going to be able to make enough plays and tight coverage for this game to go in Georgia's favor. 
Alabama has the best head coach. They have the better quarterback. I'm not going to say they have the best fans. That doesn't matter. But literally, if you have those two or three things, it's hard to bet against Alabama. It really is. I want Georgia to win. I just don't see it. Logically, it's not clicking in my head to say, yeah, Georgia's going to win this game. I just don't see it. Georgia's going to win this game. But me, but but you're saying it now. Mean it. I don't feel. Kenan, do you believe he's mean it? I don't know if he mean it or not, but I think Georgia's gonna win. I believe. I believe they can do it. Now they're not gonna win, like you said. If they putting just putting the ball in the Stinson hand and say Stinson go win this game. If that if y'all do that, it's over. We just cut off the game. Just don't watch no more. I'll test you. You know, I probably pray for you a little bit. But if we if if we don't gotta come down to a Stinson Bennett, go win this game for us. Georgia will win. I'm gonna yeah, hope, hope they defense can do it, man. But is this to me is this simple? Nick Saban has lost one game. Oh, wait, wait, let me ask this question first. Logan, do you feel your team is a a traditional and a pro style offense? Do you would you would you say your team was a spread style offense? No, we're not spread. No. Okay. So let me let me get to the, let me get to my point there. Nick Saban has lost one game to a team that was considered a non-spread light team in triple overtime to LSU. Way way back, nine to six. That's the only game. That was the Cincinnati. Every team, and the kicker missed three field goals for Alabama. I just don't. Alabama has never lost to a team that's going to. You could say they lost to Clemson. Clemson was a power spread team. Georgia is not that. Georgia does not have the quarterback. I don't see how we could pick. I, I don't see how we could pick Georgia. If you look at Nick Saban at Alabama, he lost to Johnny Menzel. He lost to Ole Miss. That was a spread. Like he lost to Jimbo Fisher. A, sp- a, a spread. They spread him out and they threw the ball and made plays in the passing game. I don't see Georgia making the plays in the passing game. I just don't see it. You have they the might. best tight end. That's great. But come on, guys. He, when he they, lost they Ohio back, State, they back spread team. team. Georgia's, Georgia's running back in the passing game is gonna play gonna play big here. I don't think I'd have been a linebacker to cover. It's not a hard throw to throw to your running back and let him do. Get magic, man. I'm trying to get y'all some type of hope, Logan. It's hard. <laughs> but we're setting him up for failure. <laughs> we're setting this man up for failure. They defense, they defense is good enough to keep them in this game. And I think Bennett's legs will do it for him. Bennett going to have to use them legs, man. The mailman oh, he will might de- got legs, but come on. The mailman, will, got the mailman will deliver. The mailman is about to be backed up. It's he don't hard. believe it. It's not going to work. Don't believe it. He don't believe it. Right. <laughs> you don't look, believe it. Look, he don't okay. believe it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. For the last for the last month, I've been saying, we better start JT. We better start JT. And it seems that Kirby's not going to play JT. So you know what? The mailman has to deliver. Because if he don't deliver, we ain't going to win. So I think Stetson's going to play. I'm going to tell you right now, Stetson Bennett is about to deliver your package to the wrong house. I hope you got insurance because he's going to get delivered to the wrong house. It is not going to go the way you think it is. What if JT get in in the second half and have a two-on-one? 
by that time, they might be up 15 or 17 points. It won't matter. JT might get into the second half and have a two-a moment for you, Logan. <laughs> like I said, I want Georgia to win, but for, from a legit, from a logical standpoint, yeah, you, you better do a lot of Georgia fans. You better don't even go to work tomorrow. Just stay there and pray to whatever you pray to in the football God. Because from a logical standpoint, it is no way you can pick Georgia. Their defense, bro. Give me, give me your, give me your, uh, give me your scores. I'm giving you Georgia, twenty-eight, Alabama, twenty-four. God, they scored twenty-eight points. <laughs> That's you, even worse. You, you saying that y'all ain't gonna win? No, y'all ain't scoring twenty-eight points. I'm sorry. Because even, even look at Alabama's losses. Every time they've lost, the team put up forty plus points. At least thirty, what between thirty and forty points. Y'all you think they against Georgia? <laughs> I mean, against Alabama? 28. And we're going to they going to get 24. 21-24, Georgia. 35-17, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. I really not. I'm giving y'all hope, man. This is the first time I'm really going against Saban. I'm just rooting for a good football game. That, that That's true. Hopefully that's it true. goes overtime. You know, we get a great game, a great classic. But if if y'all let that game get out of hand early, it's going to be a long day. Georgia can't play from behind. That That's rule number one. Right. Georgia has to have the lead going into the third – going into halftime. If you're playing oh, from behind – if you're playing, if Georgia has to play from behind towards the end of the game, I think it's a done deal. That Georgia's not Georgia's offense is not built to play from behind. I'm sorry, and they they got to put it on uh, on Bryce. They got to they got to find a way to put pressure on Bryce. Georgia's uh, Georgia's going to have to dominate in the trenches for them to have a legitimate chance. To they beat Alabama. can do it though. Georgia's one side of the ball. game tomorrow. Yeah, because I don't want to block Anderson. We're going to win this game tomorrow. You saying it louder don't mean you mean it. (laughs) That's the point. You don't mean it. It's not in your soul. It's okay. You could be worse. You could be a Miami fan. We just at home chilling, watching y'all on TV. Got the Rotel dip. Right, being the fifth best best team in the ACC behind Wake Forest. That's 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 ridiculous. That's that's That's, I'm gonna tell you right now. Are we are we doing our hot takes? You know what? We all giving our college football championship predictions before we wrap up the show. Let's do some hot takes. Keys, we'll start with you. You ready? Give me a hot take. Wait, wait. Give me give me three seconds. All right, I have two. One, in two seasons, two seasons, the Miami Hurricanes will be back on top of ACC. Not number two, number one. Give us two seasons. Give us two seasons. That's one. My two, give our HBCU some love. Deion Sanders has gotten two highly recruited high school prospects at the Great Jackson State. I believe once all of the signing period for the class of 22 ends, he will at least have five. That is my take. He has two right now. I think he will come away with five once this recruiting cycle is completely finished. 
Kevin got a hot take. I like I like his second take. His first take, no, it's not happening. It's not happening. I don't really got no hot take other than you know TJ Watts gonna be defensive player of the year. I mean, this. <laughs> I got know. two for you. Feel the burn. One, Georgia's gonna beat Bama, 28-24, national championship. Two. Super Bowl champion, baby. All right. We ran Super- out. Let's go. It's time to go to yeah. Let's go ahead and um get off. It was nice having our first episode, but he's definitely gonna be very sad by February. I can tell you that right now. I'm about to get a two championships this year. My ground, they're gonna be kissing the ground on my feet. I'm gonna be a champion finally. Starting today slash tomorrow, whatever, whatever, today, Georgia versus Alabama. Give me them dogs, Georgia Bulldogs. Keys, look at my face. We better win this game, okay? Better win this game. You and you, then two, you look like you're trying to hype yourself up for a fight that you know you're gonna lose. And then two, two, Chargers gonna beat the Raiders tonight. Then we're gonna march our way to the Super Bowl. Feel the burn. I don't know which one's the worst day. That's tough. Feel the burn. I bet you we I go like further. We're all in the AFC here. I bet you we go further than both of y'all's teams in the playoffs this year. Well, Keenan, I have a question. Are you in the you you're in the playoffs, right? Long as they don't tie today. So you have like a ninety-eight percent chance of being in the playoffs, right? I'm in the playoffs. You you might want to worry about getting in the playoffs before you talk about how far you can go in the playoffs. Super Bowl champions, baby. Don't forget I'll tell it. you one thing. We might sneak in the AOC championship game. Oh, my gosh. We, we might sneak in anything, man. We got a better chance than them. Than the Charge. The Charge. Oh, that's true. We're the, the favorites to go to the bowl. Right, right. Your favorite. The, 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 the cheetah, the cheese it bowl. <laughs> that's, that's about it. Peace. Your boys. I made a mistake earlier. I said we're all in the AFC. That was a mistake. Me and Keenan are in the AFC. Me and Keenan in the AFC, okay? You didn't think you were Cadbury fans. See, Keith's well, dream, Keith's fantasy is for a Patriots Cowboys Super Bowl. This is a fantasy of his. He can't go wrong, man. I promise you. I promise you. One, the Cowboys are going to choke. They might win one. They're going to choke by the division. That's it's just Cowboys tradition. Two, mm, I don't see many teams beating the Patriots. I just don't. Fine. We'll come back to this part of the show next episode. Hey, man, feel the burn. We're back. We're back, baby. Season two. We'll call it this one season two. We'll call it season two, episode one, Feel the Burn. I am the man with the plan, the host who does the most. My name is Prudencio Logan. You can find me on Twitter at Prudencio underscore Logan and on Instagram at Prudencio.Logan. And while it's a new season, some things are the same. And some wait, wait, wait. Things... Let, me, let me try. Okay. Okay. I was about to, I mean, you made a face. Twitter, just underscore keys underscore. All right. And then, of course, everybody's favorite, 
keys, two Q's, two U's, two I's, two S's, and underscore at the end. It was my New Year's resolution to remember it. <laughs> Just underscore keys underscore for his Twitter and two Q's, two U's, two I's, two S's underscore for the Instagram. Kenan, where can they find you? On both Instagram and Twitter, the same name, big underscore underscore K64 with two G's and B. Big. For myself. <laughs> big underscore K64, Twitter, Instagram. Well, guess what, guys? You can find Feel the Burn everywhere. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We are everywhere. You can find us on YouTube at Feel the Burn Podcast. Find us on Spotify and Apple at Feel the Burn Podcast. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Feel the Burn Pod. And you can find us on TikTok at Feel the Burn Podcast. Guys, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you comment. Make sure you share this with a friend. We have goals this year for this podcast. We're not just three buddies doing podcasts this year. We got goals. We got aspirations. Let us, let you help us achieve our goals, guys. This has been Phil the Burn. Thank you for tuning in. Any last remarks, guys? I have one. Let's all start 2022 on the right foot. Forget everything that happened to you last year. Focus on this year. Take it one day at a time. Make sure you're better in yourselves. Make sure you reach out to your loved ones. Make sure everybody's doing good. Life is too short, man. Um, it's, it's too short to be holding grudges. Let's all, we all here on earth. Let's all support each other, helping each other reach our own goals. Let's compete, but let's all help each other reach our own goals. So, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Even if I don't know you, I'm rooting for you to get to go through your uh, daily routine in life. Yeah, man, we are. We are uplifting podcast. We love the people. We want you to be great. We want you to be the best versions of yourself. Guys, that has been Feel the Burn. Thank you for tuning in.